let's get started. I'm Joe. And I'm Brian. And we are Where is the Rulebook? We're going to bring you a weekly board game walkthrough for your lunch break or daily commute. This season one of Where is the Rulebook? We'll be focusing on games to get you started in the world of board gaming or just any staple for a game night. We will be walking you through the rulebooks of some of the most loved board games known by all. In today's episode, we introduce a new game. We'll give you some general information about it. Then we'll talk about how you win, what it takes to set it up, actions each player can take per turn, and what causes the game to come to an end. We have laid out a few examples that you will see when playing the game, and we're gonna play those through with you. Then we'll get a little more personal, talk about our strategies, our opinions of the game, and if we recommend you guys picking this game up. Since the beginning of time, the dragon and the phoenix have shared the task of guarding and guiding the interwinding paths of life while balancing between choice and destiny. Join us as we place tiles on the board to build paths to our fate to outlast all other players in today's game of Suro. On the box, this game takes 15 to 20 minutes and can play with two to eight players. Board Game Geek does say this is best between four or six. And this game is classified as either a tile placement, hand management, or a networking game. Now, where is the rule book? First thing to do, let's open up the box. We're going to find the game board and, of course, our rule book that we're always looking for. 35 path tiles and one dragon tile. And then the eight markers, which look like kind of little stones. Once the box and all the components have been laid out, let's begin by setting up the game. You're first going to unfold the game board, and then each player are going to choose one of those colored markers. The color is just to distinguish you from another player. It has no other meaning. And the dragon tile will be set aside for now. Next, we're going to shuffle those 35 path tiles and randomly deal three face down to each player. These tiles will be your starting hand, and you can look at them at any time. And finally, stack the remaining tiles into a pile face down to be the draw pile. Now that the game is set up, there are a couple things that happen every turn. So every turn is broken up into three parts. You play a tile, you move the marker or markers, and then you draw. Let's talk about that play a path tile first. And what's going to happen here is the active player will choose one of their path tiles from their hand, and they're going to place it on an open square on the board next to their marker. A tile can be placed in any direction, but once the tile is placed, it cannot be moved and while placing that tile, you cannot place it in a way that your figure will go off the end of the board. You have to make sure you stay on the board. After that, we have to move the markers. So following the tile placement, the player moves their marker down the path they have created by the tile. Every tile has different lines indicating the path. So you move your marker down that line. It could be a squiggle. It could be a wave. It could go into corners. It could go in any direction. Then all other markers adjacent to that tile are moved at the end of their paths as well, only if they're connected. A player is eliminated if the new path ends by their marker connecting to the edge of the board. And when eliminated, path tiles from that player's hand are shuffled back into the draw pile. And the third thing we're going to do on our turn is draw tiles. Again, your hand size is always going to be three. So the first few turns, really only the active player will draw a tile right after they place it. When the draw pile is empty, that is when the dragon tile comes into play. The player who should have drawn a tile, but the pile being empty, gets that dragon tile. When new tiles become available, mostly from when a player is knocked out of the game, 
regardless of who the active player is, the person with the dragon tile gets to draw first. And then everyone clockwise from that player will draw up to three if that's possible. And this game will end when you are the last man standing. So when, you, when you're the only marker left on the board, you win. And to start the game off, the oldest player will take their first turn. And so for this game, we're going to go back to kind of the original way that we did it. This game is fairly short. There's not really any sample turns to talk about. So Joe and I are just going to go ahead and play. And since I am the oldest player, I get to go first. And so I'll just play my first tile in my hand and go ahead and move myself and draw a new tile. I'm going to place my tile. And this is kind of hard to explain because each tile is not really shapes and it's not really easy to describe. Every cool yeah. hall, every different corner has exactly two spots for the line to connect. Yeah, every tile has, I think, four paths on it, and you get to choose. Joe looks like he's coming straight at me, so I'm going to turn and go away a little bit. <laughs> You're going to see uh, a little sneak peek at my strategy, and that is to just head straight down the path. And the board is a six by six board. So even Joe has played two cards now that go straight to me. He's still, he's not super close to me by any means. I'm almost yeah. halfway. <laughs> almost halfway, yes. You're trying to diverge, so I'm going to go cut you off. <laughs> I'm just trying to get more in the center. Oh, no. Got a roadblock. Sneaky. And by putting one there, you like, God, you confused me. But luckily, I got to go that way. This game is very interesting because the very first, I would say half turn, like we've almost filled half the board and we've barely been playing. We're just putting down tiles. Yeah. It's kind of like, there's no strategy. You just kind of place. <laughs> yeah, you just direction. keep your stone Moving. somewhere in the center-ish because you don't want to be too close to the end. It's definitely a lot different when three to four people play because then you have people coming from each side. Yeah. When you have the board pretty much full, that's when it gets interesting because any one tile placed can send you anywhere. For instance, he is now sending me. We, for the first time, have connected our tiles. But now I'm two tiles away from you. Yeah, and you move in a completely <laughs> different direction. Now the question is, how do I get back to you? <laughs> yeah, oh. it would be a lot different if I could play tiles wherever on the board I wanted, because then I could like play traps almost. But you have to play them where your in marker front of is. the marker, wherever yeah. you are. So you can't, it's hard to like kind of play some traps. This is going to be a fun little loop to do. Oh, coming go. back to me. Back. So now we're in the corner together. Well, corner, a three by three square and by each other. Let's see. How do I? I'm not going to lie. I played that one the wrong direction. I looked at it in my hand differently, <laughs> but it is what it is. A tile's played, it's a tile played. Uh, let's see. I'll do this, which also sends me on a winding path through life. We come out side by side. And remind me, what happens if we hit each other? Uh, I believe we both lose. <laughs> we both lose? I, I'm pretty sure. So I'll find out for sure, 100%. But I believe if both players get hit, either you pass through or you both get eliminated. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to hit you this turn because we're a square away from each other. But Both players are eliminated. I guess that is a way to both lose. All right. Interesting. So wait. You can only win if you're the last man you're standing, last one, but which makes sense. Technically, we can all lose if by fate we run into each other. It's like our cars collide. So I'm going to play a defense here, kind of, because I don't think you're going to make us run into each other because I don't think you want to do a draw. I mean, it would be a very quick game. <laughs> it would Quicker be. than a few minutes. <laughs> Five, well, we're going pretty quick. We both have played this quite a few times. 
I don't know how to explain that. It's basically spaghetti. <laughs> and it sends me on this path going around and around to here. You go here. So we're still colliding almost. Well, good news. So I move first though, right? Yep, you so first. We won't collide as long as we don't end up on the same path. I mean, we would have to. It doesn't matter who goes first. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't end up. So I can, I think I win. Oh, and then you won. Because I go there. Yep. And then you go flying off the That's board. That's right. You got it. So, yeah, you win. So, my, yeah, my question was that we don't move at the exact same No, time. we don't, like, collide in the center. It's so only if we path. Uh, if the paths actually Yeah, end. connect. So you went off the board, so now technically you'd put your draw cards back in. I just did. And that's the end of the game. So that only took about five minutes for two people to play. It does it does take a lot longer with more players. Yeah, because I, th we both kind of played fairly aggressive two-thirds of the way through, I feel like. Yeah. So yeah, I think it does take... I mean, it's 20 minutes. I don't think I've ever played for 20 minutes. It does. So this game does go to eight players, which blows my mind. How can you play with that many people? But I mean, maybe with eight players, it could go to 20 minutes. Does it go to eight? I thought it was to six. Like two to eight. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to me. I've never played this game with more than four people. And with four people, it's it's pretty fun. Yeah, four people. And it's a great game for four. And I would say it takes about 15 minutes. I would say 10 to 15. And yeah, and that's what I, when, it, when I was reading that, and it says 15 to 20, I was like, I don't think I've ever had a game that takes more than 15. Like, that even 15 is a long game in this. I mean, yeah, you're really just placing tiles. Unless you're really thinking about it. Like, if you're sat there and you're studying the board and the statistics of where you can move. But every every piece is so random. Yeah. There's no way you can be like, oh, he's going to play a squiggle <laughs> and move me to the spot. Yeah, but with eight, you're going to be being moved not Four. on your turn so often. Oh, yeah. Maybe not the first turn, but probably about the third. Yeah, second or third. You're going to be moved. Your, your guy's going to be moved. You're going to have two people on each side of the board to start, which you could potentially run into each other within two draws. It'd be fun to play with eight. I would, I would try it, yeah. oh. but it may not be fun. It, it'd probably be fun, but I think I don't ever have eight friends. <laughs> I don't ever play this with eight people. So overall, what are your, what are your opinions of this game? It's not a very long game. It's not a very long game. It is one of my kind of favorite, like waiting for the next person to show up because they're running behind for board game night. And, you know, two or three of us are already here. Just a really quick, even if you haven't played it before, I mean, you're going to see in this podcast, it's only like a five to 10 minute, like rule part of this podcast. It's such a quick game. So pretty much anyone that's played a board game is going to be able to pick this up within minutes. I really like it. I think it's really fun. It's very simple and it works. It works well. And it kind of like I, so I picked this up randomly year, a few years ago. Because my wife and I both like Carcassonne, which we've talked about multiple times on this this podcast already. And it was just one of those games that kind of felt similar, but different enough that I wanted to play it and see what it was going to be like. How about you? I, I agree with your assessment that it's probably the most like Carcassonne if you had to compare it to another game, just based on the tiles, the pathing, making a map, essentially. But I fall in the same area as you. This game for me is a filler. Yeah, I didn't know you had it. So when you, sh you showed up today and you were like, oh, I brought it because I didn't know if you had it. Did you just <laughs> recently get it? I don't remember. I did recently get okay. it because uh, we always played yours. Yeah. However, uh, 
my wife wanted to play it. So I was like, okay, I don't want to keep borrowing it. Yeah. So I bought it for myself. But it's uh, it's it's exactly what you say. It's not a complicated game. No. It's very straightforward. I like that in difference from Carcassonne is that there's a board. So yeah. And I guess I'll have to say that differently because I like Carcassonne that doesn't have a board. But in this game, the fact that it's restricted to that six by six tile, it helps with that time limit. It also helps with that kind of like, you know, you go to go on the path, the destiny that you're gonna walk down that path. Like if you could go anywhere on the table. You, you could potentially never see anyone at that point. You're just yeah. playing who can play tiles the longest. Who can make someone go off. Yeah. It becomes a very different game. Yeah, so I really like that there's a board on this. And I actually think the tiles on this one, I mean, they're bigger than Carcassonne for sure, but they're so nice. Like the glossy finish. It's every, like the, I will say this about this game. It is quality. Yeah. You're right. Like each tile, they're not heavy. No, very just, light but thick enough that you you're not gonna you're not gonna bend them. You, you can you, you probably could if you I try. Mean, if I'm I'm like trying right now and it's hard. But you don't have to worry about you know there may be some condensation on the table. It's not gonna nope. instantly ruin this piece. If water got on this, I wouldn't be worried. I could just rub it off yeah. or wipe uh, wipe it off. It's yeah, it's a nice board. And it's a four. The board folds into fours to break down into the box, which is nice because then the box is smaller. And the board flays flat. Usually when you start folding the board, you know, four times or more, the board kind of always doesn't really lay flat. You know, you start getting into a Catan world and nothing ever clicks <laughs> together after you play it twice. And this is not that way. I mean, the board is lays really flat every time. And also the markers. I like the markers a lot. They're they're plastic, but they almost look and feel like stone. They did a very good job with the mold. Yeah, they feel like the worrying stones that you get from, like, gift shops. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think of what they are. They feel like the ones you're supposed to rub yeah. between your fingers. Whenever you're worried, you rub it. Yeah. You rub that mark into it. Overall, this game, if on sale, and I say on sale because MSRP is $40, which is kind of a lot for a game that I consider to be a quick game, like a catch-up game. Yeah, $40 is kind of a lot, I would agree. I feel like it depends a little bit on who you're playing with. So $40 probably is a lot for like me and you to buy this to play with each other because we're going to want to play so many other games. But if you, you know, you're playing with family, uh, with kids, with significant others, with parents, it's $40 seems worth it, to, you know, to sit down and play in that type of But saying that's $40 again is important because i want to note never seen it for that price ever that blew my mind when i saw that msrp was that much yeah yeah i mean this is one of those ones you don't see around at like the the targets and that kind of stuff it's not quite that mainstream but yeah i don't think i've seen it for 40 in any of our game shops in town i got it for 20 and yeah. I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't even, I bought it from town actually. <laughs> I was going to think, local. I probably got it for maybe 30. I can't imagine I paid more than 30 for it, I don't, I, but I don't remember. Anything, I mean like 30 bucks solid just for the quality. Yeah. It's very nice. It's also very compact. You technically don't need the box. Uh, the board's the biggest thing, but like you said, it folds down. Yeah. But the board, like it folds probably to like eight by eight or so and then it's only you know a half inch thick when you fold it down what's also nice is the rule book now the rule book it's is themed so well it's it's like a like a 
not like a scroll, but like a a pamphlet. Yeah, folded like it feels scroll like without having it be rolled. I don't yeah, know what to call it a bro. It's like a not not a brochure. Not a brochure, but yeah, I don't even know what to call it. But what's nice about it is these rules are not complicated. They're not long. It's written in like these columns. But what's best is because there's not that many rules, they have a fact section. A fact <laughs> section. Where they like say, well, what happens if this happens? Well, we'll tell you. Yeah, that's so rare in a board. Like most of the time, you have to look them up on like yeah. online and a forum. Usually, they have a link saying, "I'll go to our website for the FAQs, that kind of stuff." But yeah, just really nice looking. It's just one piece of like cardboard cardstock that unfolds for the rules. And they have a nice piece of parchment paper with this, like their stamp. And yeah, it it has like the, it looks uh, really nice when you open it for sure. And there's another one too, which we just recently I've, I've seen it around, which is like the C's. I don't know what it's called, but uh, I've, I've looked at it around, and so I've we actually, zero of the C's. Oh, there we go, that's close. <laughs> uh, I didn't know it was exactly the same, just themed differently. I actually kind of thought it'd be a different game, but no, we looked it up just before this, and instead uh, of rocks, you have ships, and just on water, you're in water instead of in a dirt path. It plays exactly the same. I think it's a newer. I think it's a reprint. I don't know if the company changed. I wonder if that happened. Oh, I have no idea. Because this game's not old, but it's. I mean, it's that one's newer for sure. And so I wonder if the producer I'm, or something changed and yeah, just rebranded it. No idea. Be a weird rebrand, but it works. It might be. I mean, we've talked about how pirates is kind of a hot thing, especially, you know, in North America in general. But it's like, not pirate themed. You think they're like, trying? Yeah, to like, just like a little bit. I mean, this is like obviously with the dragon, the phoenix and stuff like that. That one probably has, you know, some sort of theme, water theme, which might get a few people that are interested in it instead of this one. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> I went to the store of this company, Cal- Calliope. Oh, yeah. I think what they did was split the game in half. Because there's Zero of the Seas and Zero Phoenix Rising, which look like to be the exact same game. Just because let's so this game is based around like uh, Chinese mythology, around like rebirth, reincarnation, and like uh, your destiny. Yeah. So you have the Phoenix and you have the dragon. And the whole point of the game is the Phoenix and the dragon are trying to like interwind your you your life is with your destiny yeah and that the game board is you know a phoenix and your tiles are dragons and every that's the whole point of the game is this dragon and a phoenix it's weird that they split these creatures into two different games yeah looking at it it's interesting that the phoenix rising it doesn't look like it has a board it looks like it has like little clicking spots that the tile go instead of zero the c does have a board still but they're the same size board. I don't know what they're doing. It's I've never seen Sir Phoenix Rising. I've seen the Seas game. I didn't know it existed until you mentioned it. Yeah, they they actually have it. So we were we were talking about Suro when we did one of our Marvel nights not too long ago, and someone was talking about how they like Suro. They actually got it for their, I believe it was their daughter, that they got it for like a wedding gift for. And so we started talking about it. And they, when we were there, they only had the C's one. And I was like, I actually don't know if the game's different or not. But we're going to talk about just a standard game. But it looks like they're pretty much the same. It's interesting, though, because I can't find the original. 
yeah. on the store's website. And you got it within you. a year ago, so it's not like you've had, had it, like it for a couple months ago. Yeah, I was say it's been pretty recent. But I got it from a local. Uh, but looking at both the Phoenix Rising or the C1, they're the exact same. Yeah. Nothing's different. The only real difference is I'd probably go with the C's because it actually looks like there's a board. I mean, right. having the clicking one, it just looks like spots. Yeah, it does just look like spots. So they like lay in. They don't move. But I wonder what's happening with that one because there's those silver little pebbles off to the side oh, of that yeah, board. Oh, yeah, there's stars. There's like stars. There must be another scoring mechanism in that one. C's look exactly oh, the same. but C's has dice. Oh. I do remember seeing that. So we were looking at it on the C's board. It's they have it labeled one two three four in blue mm-hmm. and one two three four I, I guess up to six in red, and I'm guessing that you have to roll the dice and you put the tile, or maybe that's where on you put one of, marker. I don't, it'd be weird that you would roll the dice just for one thing, and again we're all making this up. We have no idea how to actually play that one, but I wonder if that one has dice and the other one has like weird. They don't give you a red and blue dice. They give you a blue and gold. Yeah. Oh, it is gold. It is gold. (laughs) I couldn't remember what the colors were. I was just making up two colors I could think of. And there's two tiles that look different on the bottom corner there, too. So there's that. Oh, those look like wind direction or something. It's different. It is different. I wonder. Now I'm curious. I wonder if With the wind direction potential there with those tiles, it looks like wind direction to me. That makes me think of Windward, which we haven't talked about yet on this podcast at all. But in that game, you're like roll dice and the wind changes. Yep. Which changes how your boat can move through move. the galaxy because it's not in water. <laughs> it's, it's treasure planet, in, basically, in yeah. space. So, <laughs> but yeah, so the, the normal sur- old school Suro, I guess we'll call this one. <laughs> I guess. Is great. I, I guess I can't recommend either one of the other ones because I don't know for sure how they play. But the, the original one is, is fantastic. The box is great. However,. We've talked about it a little bit, too. I feel like they make that box that size because they feel like they have to. I think they do it for the, sh- the shelf. Yeah. If it's perfectly on my shelf for the yeah, game. Yeah, it's exactly the size. same size of like every other box in the world. Yep. However, it could be a third Way of less. that size. I mean, the inside has a huge cardboard piece to keep to nothing. Yeah. It's kind of like Carcassonne, where if you open up Carcassonne, it's yeah. a lot of nothing. Uh, I mean, just looking at this. I'm going to tell you right now that I recommend all of them. Yeah, I'm sure they're all. I mean, we did look and they're all made by the same, well, produced by the same people. So I have no idea where the other two games came from, really. But yeah, I think, I mean, they're probably all worth grabbing and looking at for sure. I I mean, like. I don't know if I would grab all three. No. <laughs> That'd be getting expensive to, for one at this them. At this moment, stick to the original. Try it. Uh, I have seen it at our locals. I'm sure others have it. Yeah. When we were traveling, we saw it again. And then I've seen it online on shops like Amazon. Yeah. So it is available. It's out there. I don't know about the new ones, but now we're going to try them. But I know one of the stores in Ohio that we went to said they ship. Oh, yeah, they did. Cause they, they have a pretty decent website for Guard Tower. And yep. And so I, I've looked whenever I've been looking for something. I always go to the website now and see because I just kind of feel like it's I feel kind of connected to them, even though I'm 10 hours away from them. I haven't had a problem lately. We're very fortunate where it has boomed in the sense that we have four stores now in our area. and Five now, right? Five. I'll take your word for it. Oh, yeah. What? I'll just say them all. GT Games. Yeah. The Fun Factory. Yep. Lantern. Yep. 
tabletop underground and yep. PC paintball. Yeah. Wow. Well, based on that, we haven't had. However, an issue. when we were in Ohio, which obviously Columbus is much bigger than the town that we're there in, was only City, seventeen. There was like yeah, seventeen <laughs> plus. Some stores had multiple storefronts of the same name, and just like so, it's crazy how much larger they can get. Our town could not handle seventeen, seventeen, or even probably can hardly One more. Yeah, five is probably really the limit that they can. They all kind of have their own special thing. Which is nice. For the most part. But but uh, thanks to that, you know, if you're willing to drive an extra like five minutes. Yeah. And our town's small enough. Our town's small. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not like we're driving an hour to get across our town to get somewhere. It's just, I don't know, supporting the local store. I know this conversation is getting a little bit derailed. <laughs> uh, go buy Cerro locally. Yeah. Get it locally. Get it from TC Paintball, obviously, if you're in Traverse City. If you're not, call them and see if they'll ship it. Yeah. I don't know if they will, but... Yeah, they ship magic cards. I'm perfect. sure they'll ship board games. Yeah. They'll order them. There you go. Uh, any house rules? I don't... No. <laughs> I know we've talked about house rules quite a bit. I mean... Not for this game. Not for this game. I can't think of anything. There's like no need to mulligan card because they're all so random. There's no mulligan. The only... Like, I guess the only thing we probably change is who goes first. Yeah, having the oldest go every time. I mean, you're... You're never gonna get uh, younger than I am, yeah. so <laughs> you're always gonna go. I feel first. like a lot, of, especially for a game like this, when you will potentially play it two to three times in one sitting. Just go back and forth. yeah, just yeah. just rotate it. You know, start with whoever one of the rule book says. I love this one. It has nothing to do with the game, but it has a, a reason for someone to go first, and that's all you need. So just the first time, the oldest person goes first, and then maybe it's the person that lost, maybe it's the person that wins. However, you guys want to do it. On your table, I guess that'd be the closest thing to a house rule. Anything else? That's all I got. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's game walkthrough and the full gameplay with Joe and I. Uh, highly recommend picking up Suro, checking out some of the other games that they might have also, which we haven't seen yet. And for upcoming episodes, we're going to talk about Dixit and we're going to talk about Villainess soon. So check back every Wednesday for new episodes. You can find our page on Instagram at Where is the Rulebook. Or email us at whereistherulebook at gmail.com. If you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating on your podcast app today. This season is sponsored by TC Paintball, local to Traverse City, Michigan. TC Paintball is a paintball, airsoft, tabletop, card, and board game store that excels at bringing in the community to enjoy all of our hobbies. But all of these games are either owned by one or both of us and are not paid sponsorships. Also, to all of our listeners, you can receive 10% off all board games and 15% off the featured board game each month just by mentioning Where is the Rulebook? And a huge thank you to John Ransom for making our theme song and the music you listen to while we're playing the game. And if you love that song as much as we do, check out Jack Pine for more music with John. Thanks for playing.